Love the fact that we broke that streak. We continue our dominance against the East. This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, and Darren. What is up, Kings fans? Welcome to another show. Well, in typical fashion, the Kings beat one of the top teams in the league after losing two straight to the lowly Sharks. Even more impressive is that tonight's lineup was basically the Ontario reign of Los Angeles, due, of course, to the Kings' recent rash of injuries. Rob, what are your thoughts on the Kings' win tonight? Oh, I think there's only been uh, maybe one or two other games where I stood up and screamed, screamed my head off when Fer- when Ferk shot that puck. It's just saw it unfolding, and you know we're we're big fans of Ferk on on this podcast. And at least just, most most of us are. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we fired the other guy, right? That wasn't. Um, it was it was just awesome, and uh, it kind of makes you. It's amazing how it, it's amazing how it makes you forget the absolute stinker of a game the night before. You know, all all is well, everything just becomes so much better when you can still because you could go ahead and reverse it. You know, you say, well, okay, we beat the Sharks and lost the two points out of those two. You know, over the weekend is two points. Didn't matter how we got it, but it was so exciting. I was happy for Quick to get the win too. So, yeah, man, it was awesome. Same, same. Darren, what did you think? Yeah, thought it was a good win. I mean, I before we started talking about this, I was I thought we were getting ready to come in and talk about a moral victory of you know the kids kept us in a game and it was it was two to one loss. You know, we let's keep this play going against the Sharks again or the Avalanche and then the Sharks and. And we turned it around at the last minute. It's, I think, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, we talked about Columbus. That Columbus game being like the, a you know, season-defining type of win. But this was this was more of a season-defining win. Like we've been up against it with the injuries and sort of poor play against the Sharks and stuff. And this this felt good. You know what I mean? Like, it gives you some hope for what we're building for the future and that we're not completely lost this season, even though we have. Uh, growing injured reserve list. Oh man! So. Speaking of growing injured reserve list, seeing Toby go down tonight, it is just last minute too. Or like, how much longer is this going on, right? Who, glimmer. Is there a glimmer of hope that uh, he skated off by himself, didn't leave immediately? I mean, I'm just I'm reaching here, you know, just. It, could right. it could it just be a really bad tweak that are you asking me is that better than he got stretchered off the ice yes that's way better yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but i mean brad said i guess dowdy should be coming back soon i don't know how close edler is to coming back but we uh we need to get stopped getting injured that's for sure yeah when you you know talking about tonight's game still when you when you take a look when you when you specifically look at at our defense that played tonight, even if you consider Bjornfoot as not an Ontario Reign guy, even though he's waiver exempt, 
you know. He's of that uh, age too. Right. Um Oli Olimata. He's you know, That's it. He he you know, looked Spence, Dursey, Mouvrere, Strand, all guys that were in the rain on the rain team this this year. So it, it took a while and many Kings injuries, but Olimata is now the best defenseman on the Kings. <laughs> crazy <laughs> uh where's joe <laughs> and you know i know i know it it doesn't bother joe but he's i know he sits there and goes why do you guys think i hate i know he doesn't hate olimata but it's it's fun to poke fun at him a little bit just because he made a a comment about him no but with toby out really like say who's who's better than mata on, well you're gonna have team. i know you're, well, I know you got you're, the gonna, guys you're gonna hear all of the michael guys out there that think Dursey is the second coming. I know, I know. Uh, Darren is. Darren thinks Dursey is just this scrappy, great kid. He's that was a joke. He's still joke. very. He's still far away from being. Oh yeah, for sure. He's. He's. And you know, you Dursey, know a, or he's Dowdy light, but without the good parts of Dowdy sometimes. I I'm I'm gonna, and I'm not even. I don't even care if people listen and and people hate us. I don't care, but. You know us talking king stuff with my friends, you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue. I'm just gonna downplay everybody because we don't, we're not gonna have cap space to sign all these guys. To can you know the you, the you, the you don't, don't, don't want to get attached? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get attached, but I also don't want to sit there and talk about how great Dursey is. And then him expect to get paid five million for five years coming out. Yeah, you know, it just. We're... That is true because a lot of people listen to us. If you talk him up, he's gonna expect to get I paid mean, the big bucks. Rob, if you want to talk <laughs> me up, and I'll make five for five. I'll I'll take that deal. Yeah. You know, and while we're talking, while we're talking. Oh, here before we even get go any further, um, guys, this is we are off the rails today there's no rhyme or reason we're just so excited about the game we said hey let's just talk about this let's do a quick podcast about this so there isn't any structure to this one there's never any structure to any of them right but but what i was talking about cap hits and and everything i was looking at i follows numbers and comparables in the league of guys that make less than four million dollars and God, there's so many of them. And I just know so many people still think that $4 million was a great number for I follow. I hope in the long run, just like I'm, you know, I hope, you know, the next year and what, I hope he earns his money sooner or later. And I think it's getting real bad right now with how many people are, are on his ass, the whole first line's ass. What did you cool. think about before the game started? You uh, And you saw... The lineups. What do you think? Right off the bat, did you like the way they looked? It looked. I I didn't like uh, Ferk on the fourth line. I thought when he played those couple games with Co- uh, Kopitar and Kempe, they they were fine together. I didn't see why you didn't play them as a group. Um, and then you could keep Ayafalo with Byfield to kind of potentially keep that kind of tandem, maybe getting some chemistry, but. Um, I mean, there were so many new guys in the lineup tonight. It's hard to, it's hard to say like you know where guys should go. 
I was hoping they would put Ferk on the Dano Moore line because he most resembles Arvidsson. He's he's the shooter. Yeah, little dude that to shoot the puck every time he gets it. And that line had really good chemistry when they had a shooter on that on that uh, line, but worked out in the end. Yep, can't complain about winning, right? Right. How'd your boy Strand look today, Rob? Solid. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can nitpick a single thing that defense did this this game. And when you when you hold, God, Florida is good. We were talking about that. Rough. They are, they're freaking good, man. Yeah. And and we we made them look a a lot slower than I've seen them. I've seen them play some some fast fast hockey. And uh, I don't know if it was just the youth in the back end. Or, thank you, Jonathan them, Quick. Yeah. Or them, or them just you know, coming out to the West Coast and and the. That loss of an hour of sleep because of daylight savings, or they, they, we made them look a step slower. That's for sure. Right. And and all those young legs on the defense, they, they did a good job tonight. They did a real good job tonight. Yeah, I think if you have any complaint about any one particular defenseman, is that jersey on that power play where he, he's like slow on his read and doesn't get over to the block that two on one, and doesn't help that Kaliev didn't help him either. But other than that, like I think they all played. Even with that, they all played super well. So, was it the read he was slow on, or was that big old chain slowing him down again? And he just couldn't catch up. Still not Might sure. Be it. Um, at the end there, after uh, when we had the power play for the he for the overtime. Oh, the Ferk, man, he did a couple tick tick passes between his legs. Beautiful. Or deferred his... no, I thought I was, was only shoot the damn puck for. I thought I was only that noticed that. But yes, shoot it. Yes, and shoot and in one time it too. Puck. He tried his the last one. He he stopped and and then he tried to wrist time. it. Yeah, yeah. He tried a little snapper instead of just. He's trying to show that he's one. more than just a one trick pony. He's like, oh, I can wrist shot it too. Like I said, what he he is, he is someone that's walking the face of the earth. That's that can say he's done something no one else has ever had. He has the hardest shot, and it's and it's a record, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is, I mean, do you for do you? So uh, as the game was unfolding, more and more the fourth line would get less ice time. You don't see the fourth line out there at all, and I'm like, well, this sucks. My boy Ferk is not gonna even he's not gonna even get a chance to score here. The very end, they put him in there. We get the power play, and what do you know? And then it, they gave uh, Lazat some three-on-three time, which I thought was pretty cool too, because he's he's good at that stuff. I I, I yeah. think he should get some of that some three-on-three time. And I was reading on Twitter, everyone's you know they're calling it the kid line, how they were trying to say that they were better than the first line. And it, you know it's just hard to engage on Twitter sometimes because I I just get long-winded and I I like to argue too much stuff but we never noticed that the the kid line isn't sitting there playing against barkoff you know they it's apples and oranges they, they might look good because they're playing against the fourth line and the fourth line in the third period kind of outplayed the kid line if you ask me i, I thought they were going to actually blow it for us right and i wouldn't have mind to see blake lazat quentin byfield needs to figure some things out he does I was just going to ask about Byfield. 
Are we going to start calling? You know, we, we're calling people out. And by the way, the last our last podcast, we called out Cal Peterson, and then Cal Peterson threw a shutout, and then won back-to-back games last time we did that. So maybe calling out Quentin. I know you're 19. I know you got a lot to learn, but prove you belong up here. Jeez, he looks like Bambi out there, just a, a newborn deer, just kind of awkward wow. on his skates. That is actually a very good analogy. So when you say he needs to figure some things out, are you thinking at this level, or does he need some more AHL seasoning? No, he doesn't need any more NHL, AHL seasoning. He needs to figure it out up here. I mean, if he's our franchise future, he needs to figure it out here. Should the Kings give him the Kaliev treatment? Have him learn it from the ground up. Start off on the fourth line, learn how to play that game. If it's working for Kaliev, why wouldn't it work for Byfield? Yeah, I think the only thing that I dislike about some of the things they've done is he'll make like a mistake that any other player will make and he'll get benched whereas other players don't get benched and I'm just saying just for this like for this type of player like he's a number one prospect man he, he needs the slap on the ass saying hey forget about it go back out there don't do it again but him playing I mean there's been games where he's played six minutes eight minutes whatever and then he gets benched and it's like that doesn't help him you know what i mean like i know we're in a playoff hunt trying to get there and everything but in my mind let him make his mistakes you know what i mean like this is the season for him to make the mistakes and and i think that's that's the only complaint i have about how they've treated him i think he does he's he's close so many times but he just kind of like like even a shootout attempt He's, he's right there. He's making the move. He fumbled it, and he actually got it back. But because he was, like, rattled, he he didn't shoot it. Kind of gave, gave up, kinda on, gave up on the play. Like, he still could have made a move there. But. For sure. Any, so. kind of, any kind of flick upwards, that puck scores. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's the only thing I wish I, you could see more from him is, like, he, he just doesn't quite. He's close. So I don't know if you guys noticed this. In one game, the Kings went from – the smallest team in the league to an average sized team in the league just by the moves that they made. I don't know if you, did you notice that? Just that third line. I, th- I think we're still pulled down by Lazada a little bit. Oh, oh for sure. But, but, but Anderson out and sending JD out and then you're, and then you bring strand in. Yeah. I think we about four inches taller night all around. So how mad are we at, the elbow. I'm not mad at the elbow because I feel like I have followed need something to wake him up so he can play it better, but I am mad that they missed it. If he would have injured I have followed, I, I, I might have sent some death threat, threats or something. I don't know. Well, I know. I know. That's your boy. That's your boy. No, well, it's just the fact that, I mean, it's like enough is enough. Yeah. But I, I do see... I, I would be surprised if the league doesn't at least fine him for that. Yeah, we'll get the $5,000 maximum allowable under the CBA. Yeah. Yeah, little uh, little side note, I, I hate talking non-Kings hockey on this thing, but you know when you take the Huberdeau, who's generally thought as a, a Lady Bing kind of guy, same with Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews on the same day. <laughs> He threw he threw a cross check 
the side of Dalin's head. So it's a bad so day that, for the Lady Bane candidates. Yeah, that, that who's the next in line? Who's the next nice guy in line? What's right? Patrice Bergeron going to do to somebody next? <laughs> well, oh well, I don't think any Bruins should ever get any award after what they did to us. I'm still I'm what Marshawn did to Mikey Anderson that little reverse hit that wasn't even a cold shoulder it was a cold back <laughs> I mean just what do you think happened to him well if Mikey Anderson did that to Marshawn what would you be saying same thing yeah of course I don't what know what do you think happened to him do you think he like internal organ injury or he had ruptured his bladder or injured his spleen? Isn't that our favorite thing to say? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Did he get the what? Forsberg injury? <laughs> Man, it, it looked pretty. I mean, it was like a car wreck. Yeah, and instantly to what, week to week for him, right? So. Yeah, that, that that hurt me watching. I think the initial, like, doctor, there's a guy on Twitter who's like a doctor who checks out NHL injuries. He's like, most likely concussion, very unlikely bruised rib or something like that, or broken mm-hmm. rib. So. I'm still going with the ruptured bladder. Like a penis concussion? What are you talking about? He was like he was holding down there. He wasn't holding his head. I honestly thought it was a diaphragm knocked the wind out of kind of. That's what I thought it was was first. Yeah, because he came back. So he came back for what one shift, right? And then he was, and then he left. Something like that. So while we're talking injuries here, still you know Drew Doughty might be back soon, right? His and it's obvious it's his hand. Um. Brown, obvious, uh, is his hand, too, if you're talking about hands. Yep, yep, still talking about Brown and his hands. I'm sure a lot, uh, of, a lot of Kings fans are happy about that. Lower body Matt Roy, do we know, do we have any guesses on what's going on there? I don't know. They said it was day-to-day, so hopefully he's back. So is Arvidsson, if you if your best guess, Arvidsson, is it groin, is it knee, is it ankle? What, what are we doing with Arvidsson? I'm hoping it's a, a sprain or something because apparently he's back skating already. He's just not yeah. quite up to game speed, which is good. So I'm thinking he's back in a couple games. Uh, the bad ones are like, I don't know what's going on with maybe, Anderson. Maybe someone that knows will get into the comments and, and drop some knowledge for, for right. us. Right, Yeah. Either way, this is like the and worst time for for injuries, just with how many games we have. And then you know, every other night, Toby Bjornfoot, what do you what do you think happened there? Because watching the replays, like that, what it looks like an ankle or a knee or something. He kind of not a knee. I hope it's an ankle. Uh, he kind of like it looked like he torqued it, like Jim yeah. Fox said. So because it, it, Jim Fox said it looked like it was the torque when he fell initially, not the collision with the boards. So. You just hear the sadness and frustration in Jim Fox's voice. He's like, no, oh, yeah. no, not another one. Not Toby. Not yeah. Not my Toby. Let's get into talking about the goalies. Darren, what do you think? Is Peterson our guy? Why do we have to keep having to turn back to quick? I mean, I think we see flashes of what Peterson could do. But again, as I've said last time, and I'll keep saying it this season, I think we will win in the playoffs if we get there with Quick, and I think to get there, we'll need to go 50-50 with them. And I think you've seen them even this last week. Peterson has a great game against Boston and Buffalo, and then has a stinker against the Sharks. And same thing with Quick. He has a stinker against the Sharks and a great game against Florida. And it's like they both... 
they both play poorly in some games and play well in others. And I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason to it, but so know. so if you're the GM, uh, Kings make it to the playoffs, uh, playing the goalies fifty fifty. Once the playoffs start, you would make quick the starter. Hundred percent. What do you think, Rob? Saw a stat today. Since January first, so the beginning of the year. Jonathan Quick has the worst save percentage in the NHL. I th- I th- that blew me away. He he's very. Um, I think I looked at his like game log the other day because you brought up their save percentage last time, and I hadn't really thought about it or looked at it. And he's like ninety eight or ninety six, ninety eight, hundred, or he's like eighty five or below. Like he's kind of. He doesn't so, have those like nine two games, right? Know? And and I, and when I when I was looking at it, he's I want to say he's seven four and three since December. So great win win loss record, and I think when you throw in the Boston game and that San Jose game mm-hmm. a while ago when Hurdle scored or when Timo Meyer scored twenty goals in one game, um, <laughs> if you throw those two out, I th- I think that that stat is a little skewed mm-hmm. because of those two games um because that's 11 that's 11 goals right there on very few shots that he gave up so that's kind of ruined to say percentage but when when you were talking about our goalies it is about the wins for me it's like who's giving us who's making that save when we need it and just and this isn't based off anything this is just from me watching every single game this year I just feel quick steals a great save more often than Peterson does, but yeah. not by much. I'm, I'm saying I, we've said this from the very first podcast of the season. I think we have a one A and a one B situation. It's still that situation. There's there are people that are starting to voice their opinions of no, this guy's in the lead. No, we we need Peterson. Peterson hands down. Or vice versa, quick is Hannah. I don't think anything's hands down. I think we're, we're just keep going until we get to the playoffs and just let's see what happens. Yeah, I think if you're going by wins too, Peterson's like eleven and four in his last since the new year or something like that, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's he's been just as good as quick. I think he's he's always like. He never has those, like, until that Boston game, he didn't have the shutouts and the 9-8 games, you know, like the 98% save percentage kind of things. Like, he was always, like, 9-10. And that's why his save percentage was low, because then you throw in a bad game or two, and his save percentage looks bad. But I think he's always... He he gives us a competitive shot at winning games, the same as Quick most nights. So I, I don't see the point of running one of them into the ground over the rest of the season, you know? Not yet, yep. So let's say the Kings keep keep up their current pace of play. They make the playoffs. Are you against trading any goalies at the deadline? Any of our goalies? I mean, if we're getting something stupid back, I would, of course, you if the value's there, you do it. But, I mean, I'm not sitting there trading them for nothing, you know? So. Yeah, if Connor McDavid's coming back. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. All right, Rob. What about Jacob Chikrin for Cal Peterson straight? Hey, man, we could finally we could finally put that to rest, right? Now that he's injured, 
Hey, he'd fit yeah. right in on the Kings right he'd now. He'd fit right in, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks, too, for him and the Coyotes because he, I think he had like 10 points in his last six games or something like that. Yeah. And then he got hurt. So, trade deadline. Let's talk about it. What do you think? Uh, I heard a lot of talk like, hey, the Kings are not going to do anything. The team is playing very well together. And then the injury bug hit, and now we're down, what, seven, eight people now? Are we buyers at the trade deadline now? Darren? I I think we should be. I don't know if we will, and whatever Rob Blake decides, I think he's made a lot of good decisions the last few years. I'm going to be happy with what he decides. If it was me leading the team, I'd say go get someone. But if we don't, you know, I'll be disappointed but not calling for someone to be fired kind of thing. Well, if it was you leading the team, we would have one of the top power plays in the league because you would have kept oh, yeah. Furk up all season and ran him on power play one, right? So, oh, yeah, 100%. Rob, what do you think? It's it's tricky. I I don't necessarily – I like what, we're, what we have. I've said it all along. I think part of the rebuild – is gaining experience, including playoff experience. Um, I wouldn't mind a, a depth trade, you know, just to add some depth somewhere. But even then, why? Because our de- we're showing our depth right now. Today's game is an ex- is a direct example of our depth. We we had we we did this a, a while ago when we were talking about this. How when we went through a little bit of a injury bug with our with our defense and strand has stepped in before uh mover mover r it's a different mover. every time i love it um they they stepped in and i think i used the word seamlessly and and here it is again we even go even deeper with injuries and we bring up a guy like jordan spence who steps in seamlessly jersey 2.0 right yeah so I don't think we necessarily need to make depth moves at all either. Um, to me, if if we're making a move, it's it's for a scorer kind of right. guy, a top line guy, right? You know, and and I don't want to give away too too much. No, just to have us. My argument is, if we give up our hypothetical seventh and tenth best prospect of our super deep prospect pool, does that really hurt us in the long run? Maybe, but. What what does that do for this season? You know what I mean. So right. I mean, like I said, I think we are who we are right now, and we're in a great great situation for everything. And and you're asking me what my opinion is. My opinion is is I want to see our team play right now. Don't really care what we do in out, but if someone's going to gift us something that's going to make us good now and and in the long run that's going to be part of we've said this already a hundred times you know we want we want organization moves that are going to still make us move forward next year and the following year as well not just rentals we do i just don't want a rental that's for sure right really quick going back to the call-ups today so we talked about strand already kapari got in a game had that nice goal in the beginning he was looked very motivated in the first period to me. He was running around, skating hard. But what did you guys think about Velarde, Rob? Um, I'm I'm actually afraid to say anything because he's such a polarizing player for our fan base. There's there's definite 
there is a definite line that has been drawn and you're either team Velarde or you're not team Velarde. And I'm going to go ahead and stand right on that line. <laughs> you know, I, he's too good to be in the AHL. The things he does that makes him so good. He doesn't do them fast enough for the NHL. It's just, can he get there though? Keep... Yes, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm okay. I'm 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 moving my position. I am on team. <laughs> you Bilardi. just slid that foot over. Yes, I so yes. I was straddling the line. I have taken my foot off of anti Velarde, and I'm standing on team Velarde. There's I, there's plenty of players that come up, and they're just game's too fast for them. But eventually, the game slows down for them. I it's his size. And the skill set that just make me a fan. It's got good hands. It's just, he's just got to do it at a fast. He's just got to the thought process and the speed that at which it happens just needs to just one tick, one tick higher. He's he's good, man. Yeah, I think I thought he was good tonight. I mean, there was moments where he, you know, wasn't hundred percent. He wasn't able to finish quite what he was trying to do, but. You could see, like you said, the thought was there. He just wasn't 100% fast enough with it. So Nice move to draw that penalty. Mm-hmm. His, I don't think his feet moved at all, but nice uh, <laughs> move with his hands there. <laughs> I mean, and him and Byfield had some, some fun, like, board play along in the corners and stuff like that where you could see, like, against a team that's not as big as Florida, that would be fun to watch. So, I want to quickly talk about how we kind of struggle against uh, the West or the Pacific, but we dominate the East. What's up with that, Rob? It, well, I don't know. It was great. To break that 30, it kept, I love the jinx. And so this you is love, why I don't, you love Alex why, Faust? No, this is why I don't like Alex Faust, right? Because he, he's, he jinxes the Kings. And I caught Patrick O'Neill saying to the Indian announcer when he was doing the the announcing he goes whoa you got you're sounding too excited for the other team i'm all oh where right. you would say that to him but you don't you won't say that to faust because faust cheers louder for the other team than he does the kings but anyways on with what we're saying they they kept showing the the stat 30 and 0 after leading two periods i'm like ooh, that's gonna i like that because that's you know that's how you jinx stuff right and and, uh, happened. and just love the fact that we broke that streak. We continue our dominance against the East. You know, we we stopped our little our little skid with a couple games that we've lost. It was just it was just really good. And we had said our last podcast when we we're talking about our upcoming schedule. I specifically said those three games against the Sharks that we have. The sharks just give us fits, and and right, I just, I just, just match up it. against us. Great, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yep. I mean, we we got the win against Buffalo, like I asked for, and and these two points are huge, especially because we lost the two against San Jose. So we we got we got another one against San Jose, and like I said, I I can't stand playing them because, and I hope Peterson's a net against San Jose because I just. Redemption I night. Quick, I just think Quick gets bored of playing, seeing Burns beat him all the time. 
Maybe maybe we need someone to run the goalie on quick again so he can get fired up. There you go. We need somebody on our team to bite somebody on the shark. All right, Kings fans, that is our show for today. Don't forget to frickin' like and subscribe to this channel. Until next time, go Kings, go! Go Kings. Go Kings.